Thank you for checking out the Personal Frame Rates Podcast. I am your host, VF Baller. You can always find this podcast on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and you can also catch the RSS feed so you can put it into your favorite podcast app. You can always find me on Twitter, at VF Baller, where you can get all the information about this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy your day and enjoy the show. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is episode 40 of the First and Frame Rates podcast. Today is going to be myself and another person. It's not my normal co-host today. They're out doing other things. Once again, they may be a little busy. I know one works. The other one has other priorities. And that's fine. It's all good. But the show must go on. And I have another guest with me. He's been on the podcast before. It's been a while since he's been on. But today we're going to uh, pretty much uh, talk about some NFL. We're going to talk about some of these trades in the NFL. We're going to talk about some of these college games. And overall, just a crazy week of the NFL season. I think this was, what, week seven, Pooh? Yes. All right, it's week number seven. And like I said, I have a guest with me. His name is Pooh. You can find him on all sorts of um, areas of social media. And I want you to go ahead and give out your intro and let everybody know what's going on with you and where they can find you. All right. What is up, everybody? I'm Pooh. I mean, I'll make it quick. If y'all want to find me, you can find me on Twitter, Eagles. You can find me on Twitch, uh, Spectacular Pooh uh, 2414, stream from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., then come back at 8 p.m., end at 12 a.m. I play Monster Hunter. I've been doing some, uh, playing some Metal Gear, playing Battlefield 4, you know, plenty of other good stuff for what I'm in the mood of playing. Um, so, yeah, I'm here in this podcast today to talk some football. Yeah, definitely. I think that pretty much this time of year, a lot of things going on, uh, and it's actually pretty interesting compared to the other ones, uh, other seasons, because like with the trade deadline coming up and there are a lot of moves that are going on, I think they pushed the trade deadline back a week or so. So now you see more teams actually trying to make some moves. And um, if you if you are hearing in the background, if it's a slight echo, please uh, forgive me. I'm still doing a little bit of setup in here to get everything right for the podcast. Even though this is episode 40, I'm still doing renovation as far as getting everything set up for this uh, this whole uh, podcast. So uh, if so, I do apologize. But hopefully you guys stick around and enjoy the content. But like I said, um, a lot of things going on with the trades and stuff. We'll get into that. Um, also, the World Series has started. Um, you have the... Uh, Dodgers and the Red Sox. Be quite honest, me or Pooh, we talked before the podcast started. We're not necessarily interested in the World Series. So just giving you an idea of what's going on with that, I think the Red Sox are going to pull it out. Um, I'm pretty sure Pooh could care less. But there's not much to talk about there. Uh, also, um, college football has been um, going on as well, and there's a few upsets in college football. We're going to touch on all of that as, on that as well. And finally, we're probably going to touch into a little bit of gaming because uh, I know in my last podcast, I was not able to get into the gaming aspect of it, but um, there's not much going on with that, but we'll touch on a few things like with Red Dead Redemption and uh, with that's about to be released and possibly uh, a few more other things that uh, interest us. But first and foremost, um, you're an Eagles fan, right, Pooh? 
That is correct. I'm a Falcons fan, and both of our teams are three and four at the moment. And um, I think your team is still has the opportunity to right the ship and become uh, above easily become an above 500 club. And for my Falcons, I think it's just going to rely on the play of Matt Ryan because we have lost uh, at least four people due, due to injury, and it's showing. I mean, we're last in defense. Um, Matt Ryan is playing out of his mind. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't continue to play at this level, we could easily uh, possibly lose at least in, you know, at least all of our games except for one to two. Your team doesn't necessarily have any issues on their end. Um, on your end, from what I see, is just basic basic execution. Um, and uh, actually, we do have some injury issues, but I'll get into that right after that. Oh, okay, that's fine, and definitely because you know your team better than I do. But um, mm-hmm. like I said, from what I've seen when y'all are playing the Panthers, it just looked like just things need to be executed a little bit tighter and um, just not giving up a lot of, you know, giving up plays at the end. But like I said, we can start with your Eagles because the Eagles gave up a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter to lose the, the Carolina Panthers. And uh, while we're on this, uh, you know, while we're on that, you can go ahead and talk about what happened to your team, and then I'll rebuttal and give my take as well. Well, oh, man, where do I even start? I mean, it's like I'll just start on the offensive side of the ball because that's been the most shaky outside of defense. I mean, defense has been holding up here and there, but for offense, there's really no excuse for this. How can you sit up there and score 17 points and then you don't score at all like in the second half period? I mean, I could that's t- crazy. I could tell it's- you, I could tell you based on the stats and what I saw. Um, basically, it just looks like the y'all guys have a problem running the ball because if you can yep. run the ball, you can control the clock. And you know, with you know your leading rusher only getting thirty-two yards, that you know that doesn't help matters in the fourth quarter. Exactly, and this is where the injury issues are really going to start with the Eagles. I mean, we lost the Ajayi for the year. He was supposed to be our workhorse. We lost him for a torn ACL. Oh, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles literally has not played since week one. I don't know if anybody caught on to that or not. I'm, I'm actually surprised y'all still have him because I'm, I know he's a weapon, but he's not the weapon that he used to be. And, and for all intents and purposes, even if he came back, I'm not sure if he would have been the same. And don't get me wrong, he's an excellent football player, but time catches up with you at the end of the day. Exactly. There's that. I mean, Jason Peters, he's on and off because of injury. Wendell Smallwood, I don't know why to this day, I will never understand why the hell do the Eagles bring him back despite him not being a very good running back. Um, They have him there. I mean, Corey Clement, the way how I see it is he should be getting more more touches because he's shown that you know, he could be a possible number one running back in this league. and And apparently Doug Peterson don't trust him. But the way how I see it is, the Eagles should have never let him go of Garrett Blunt in the first place. I, 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 I can't I believe that. I'm, I'm with you on that. Got cause this because because the minute we let him go, and then the minute Ajayi got hurt, we can't run the ball all of a sudden. Carson Wentz is going like 30 of 37. He's been doing nothing but passing ever since he came back. I mean, right. And then you got so, the I mean, you got running backs of, having a 2.4 yards per carry. That's not good either. I mean, you got to think about it. He had, you just answered your question. That's why he's not. He's been throwing the ball is because you're only running for 2.7 yards a carry. I mean, you got to be up at least a four, 4.2, 4.5 yards a carry to, to have a balanced offense. I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I mean, this whole situation is not Carson Wentz's fault. Absolutely not. It's I mean, really not. It's really not. And Eagles fans, or better yet, some, yeah, some Eagles fans sitting up there putting blame on Carson Wentz be like, oh, oh, well, he should have had that game winning drop. I'll give you that to an extent because he should have seen Wendell Smallwood wide open on the flats. But at the same time, it should have never came to that anyway. It didn't come to that last year, not did it, when the Eagles was just straight up blowing people out by 20-plus more points. It should have never came to that that problem. Right. And then you got – I mean, like, I'm not even going to – I mean, like, I'll talk enough on the offense as it is because there's so much with it. It's like I feel like that's the main problem that they should address is running back. If it's not going to be through, through – it's not going to be through trade. It needs to be through the offseason, eventually. Sooner or later, they have to address it. I think, I think especially I, since they're not bringing Jay Ajayi back anywhere. Yeah, I think you're, you're better off is, like, actually um, trying to uh, go through the draft and get him because, you. I mean, I know you guys have a good bit of draft picks, and y'all, y'all are severe. Y'all, y'all got really good cap space. But exactly. I, I just think I don't see a running back out there right now outside of Le'Veon Bell in which that that clock is ticking on him to actually be able to play for the rest of the season. Exactly. Outside of that, I don't see anyone else that you can actually say, like, you know, you can jump up and get him. Like, honestly, if right about now, if, if Freeman was playing, if Devontae Freeman was playing. Tavik Cohen would be an eagle. He were, he, yeah, that's what I'll mm-hmm. say, because at first he had injury issues, but, like, those, like, went away all of a sudden because ever since the game that he played against y'all in the, in the, um, in the playoff game, He's been spot on. I mean, every time he touches the ball, he's been getting five, six yards, you know, a touch. I'm not going to say a carry because he does catch out the backfield as well. But, I mean, outside of that, I don't see another running back to go out and get right now while, you know, trade talks are going on. So, I mean, this might be a situation where you might have to just stick out with what you have. And I can't say that – I'm not going to say that your running backs can't do it because they are talented – but you, they just have to do it. You know, that's the only way I can see where you have a more of a balanced offense. Um, anything else you want to take away from this loss or, or you look at the rest of your schedule and um, where you guys see – where you what do you see you guys going from here? There's more to it that I do want to take away from the loss no, because apparently fine, keep, keep it feels going, like – Keep going. You're good. Because it feels like the Eagles haven't learned. I mean, this wasn't the first time this happened where the Eagles just straight up blew it. This was against the Titans. Uh-huh, yeah, that, Eagles that's true. Eagles set up there, they blew a 10-point lead against the Titans. I'm like, what basically, the fuck? Yeah, basically the same type of game. Exactly. It's like, yo, like, yo, these offenses should have no business sitting up there, marching all the way down the field, scoring more points than us like that. There's no way. But, you know, the only way, as I can explain, is the offense. Offense is not the way how, not how they used to be. On top of that, play calling has been suspect at best. Because of the uh, because of the running game, I mean, you got Doug Pearson having no choice but to call these screen plays. You know, you have Carson Wentz forcing these passes and stuff. It's crazy. And but you know, it's not entirely. It most of it's on offense, but I do have to get at defense as well. Jim Swartz will never fucking learn. I'm like God. I can see why you didn't have a job before the, before Doug Pearson say, okay, we gonna hire Jim Swartz. Why do you have these cornerbacks sitting up there? Playing 10 to 15 yards off, oh, it's supposed to be for not um, giving up the deep pass, but you give up the deep pass anyway. So, I, I mean, but what, which, which DB you have that is, a, you know, a man-to-man corner? Because, I mean, you know better than I do, so I don't know. Both Darby and Mills are supposed to be man-to-man corners. 
But Jim Schwartz is using them wrong. Hell, Sidney Jones that we picked up in the 2016 draft, he's a man-to-man corner, and we're, we're still using them wrong. How you have how you get what you're looking for, but you're misusing them on the field. You're constantly having them play ten to fifteen yards off. And then when you actually do press, apparently that don't work either. So it's like what can you do here? I mean, Jim Swords, you put yourself in the, in, in this position. Well, I mean I, I mean you're, he's literally benefiting I hate to cut you off. He's literally benefiting off of off of our defensive line. That's I, all he can do is benefit off of our defensive line. I mean, I, I can see where the blame could be thrown around to the defense. I mean, the defensive backs, because it, there's been various times where I've seen where the defensive backs just seem like they're out of position and not doing their job, or they're just in a bad position to give up plays. Is 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 not very. It's not really similar to what we seen last year. It's so. not. It's not, bro. Dude, Eagles gave up a fourth and fifteen against the right. Titans. Yes, yeah, and then they gave up a fourth and ten. Wasn't uh, kind of I wouldn't say by passing, but they gave up a fourth and ten when Cam Newton sat up there and ran for that first down. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, I mean, bro, they, this is the kind of shit you can do on Madden and get away with it. No, well, you can do it on pretty much any game if you know what you're doing. Like, come that's on, a, that's a different story, but I mean, I don't know. I like when you look at the rest of your schedule. I mean, you got the Jaguars, you got the Cowboys, you got the Saints, Giants, Redskins again. Um. I mean, Red. I mean, you play the Cowboys and Redskins twice. You got to play the Giants again. I mean, you don't have an easy schedule. Um, I cause I don't I don't know where to go from here because it's it's hard to really predict their team. I don't know them better than you do. So where do you see you guys going from there? Oh, that is such a good question because I don't even know myself. But this is how I I could put it right here: the Eagles better win against the Jaguars because the Jaguars are just as much of a problem as we are. Yeah, Do not true. sit up there and let Blake Bortles, who has been shitty, I think he might. He may, he may not even hundred yards up there. Yeah, you say that. You say that. He may but not the, even it, play. He may not even play. He's been benched last week. He may not even play. He will. Um, he he will to an extent. But I'll tell you this right now. You sit up there. You let that man throw for three hundred. Eagles fans on Twitter are gonna go fucking crazy in the most worst way possible. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he'll throw for three hundred. I, I honestly. Th- Hell, that, game, that game that game is going to be played in London. I could say it's, a, it's possibly a toss-up, but I can see you guys winning that one. We better win that game. Well, I, we I, better win that game. I, I can see y'all winning that one. I, I should have a, I mean, but I mean, down the road, it's hard to say. Games happen from week to week. You never know what's actually going to happen when you're playing, uh, the, when you watch the NFL. One team could look hot one week. They could look sorry the next week. But if you take it from a game-by-game basis, I can see where you'd be like, okay, they need to win this game, and um, and that's actually, you know, I think it's a winnable game. The only reason why I say it's a toss-up because you're playing in London, and things could be a little tricky when you play out there because you don't know how the body's going to react. Players play differently. Besides, you don't know what kind of defense going to show up on either team. So uh, it, it could the, be a toss-up, but I'm leaning towards the Eagles. Yeah, that – yeah, I hope so too. Because I tell you what, every time the Jags take their ass to London, they play like they're the New England Patriots. <laughs> like, like that's why, like, like that's that's why I'm worried. That's why I'm like, yo, you better fucking come out of that game and you better win. But it's like all of a sudden, Jacksonville's like that's their second home, bro. That's their second home. Okay, and then, um, and then you got the Cowboys coming up. Nah, you got the Cowboys worry. coming why, up. Why, they, why, why are you worrying about them? But we'll we'll talk about them later. Because they just made a blockbuster. Well, I can say blockbuster. They made a pretty decent trade that, for something they really need. But 
as of right now, I don't think y'all have nothing to worry about when it comes to the Cowboys. Anyway, we're going to jump over here to uh, my Atlanta Falcons. Um, they're three and four as well. They won their last two. Um, they won against the Giants, twenty-three to twenty. Um, the Giants end up, you know, they they had a garbage of, time, which yeah, they, they had gar- no business yeah, doing. Yeah, they had garbage time points, which. I, I get it. I mean, things happen when you're desperately trying to score, and with a defense like the Atlanta right now, I understand why it happened. Why it happened. As far as the stats go, Matt Ryan is playing out of his mind. I mean, the dude is playing very well. Um, right at the last game, he had 31 for 39, 379, one touchdown, no interceptions. And and something that you may not know, the last 18 throws were completions. He completed 18 straight passes. At, for his last throws in that game the guy's putting up MVP type numbers that's like the only shining spot about the Atlanta Falcons um, I'm not even gonna go even, I'm not even gonna go far with this team right now because there's not much to say uh, I'm just happy that they did win but at the end of the day I don't see nothing else coming from these Atlanta Falcons right now um, I, there's nothing else to really say about it. I'm just I'm, I'm glad that they won but uh, from what what I see is basically just Matt Ryan is basically playing to keep these these guys in games or whatever the case may be. You look at the last few games, the the only game I did not like was that game that they um lost against uh they lost against Pittsburgh Steelers. That mm-hmm. game was a rout. I mean they they lost forty one to seventeen. They got beat up. Uh, all the other games were pretty much close. They ended up down to the last wire. They lost to the Eagles. Uh, they lost. They beat the Panthers. They went down to the last wire against the Saints and the Bengals, and they got blown up by the Steelers. And they, they won their last two. It's a bye week. It's cool. They get the fall back. Then they got to play the Redskins and the Browns. Um, they're going to the Redskins. It's going to be a tough game because the Redskins playing pretty good defense. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all. I, I feel that it's all about what the Redskins going to do on offense because – I don't care what defense you have up against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons will be able to move the ball. But if the Redskins playing good offense, it's going to either be a shootout and it's probably going to be where the Redskins going to top them just like how the Saints beat the Falcons and the Bengals beat the Falcons. Both both games came in either in overtime or the last play on in the fourth quarter. So, um, like I said, like both of us said, one game at a time, I think um, the Falcons could possibly lose this one if the defense don't step up. But um, I don't think there's any defense in the NFL right now that can stop what Matt Ryan's doing. I'm 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 highly impressed at what he's doing. He's basically putting up the same numbers that he did the year that he won MVP, and you just need other people to step up on defense, and we'll just see where that goes. Um, I don't I don't have anything else on that. Do you have anything you want to add, or you got anything you want to ask about the Falcons or whatever? Well. Well, it's a really – well, really, there isn't much I can say that you haven't really addressed on the Falcons. I mean, I just hope that somehow they just get – like, get their defense together. That's all I can pretty much say for your team because um, right now it's still looking more like it's the Saints to run with. I mean, that's pretty and, much and it. Yeah, the, the Saints are looking good. They really are. But I, I was just looking at what happened with the Saints playing the Falcons, and I'm like, well, the Saints – barely pulled it out against the Falcons. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same way again once they play each other. There's always that way. they always been close games. The Saints mm-hmm. are getting a little bit better. They got Eli Apple, which um, yeah, so-so. Um, he just got torched by Julio Jones earlier this, uh, in the last game. So it doesn't really matter. 
they added him. Like I said, just so-so. But um, it looks like the Saints are going to run away with this division easily. Um, we also have to worry about the Panthers. We did beat the Panthers, but the Panthers, are they're always formidable. At the end of the day, I think the NFC South is a very good division, and you never know who may come out of it. I mean, everything's basically week by week. Obviously, the Saints is on fire right now, but you never know. Um, especially, I think by the time that the Saints, we play the Saints, uh, Deion Jones will be back, so that, that helps a lot. But, like I said, you never know. So, um, just like I said, one game at a time, and we're going to see what the Redskins do, and we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at some other things that happened in the NFL. You still have the Rams undefeated right now. Um, the Rams look like world beaters right now. They look good. They look unstoppable. You also have the Kansas City Chiefs. They're looking good as well. That leads to my question. When the fuck are we going to see Chiefs versus Rams? Because you can't tell me that that isn't a box office game for everyone to look at. I, I agree. And um, I'll be honest, I don't even think they play this year. Oh, my God. I don't, think, I don't God. think they play against each other this year. Yo, if they ever meet, if they meet in the Super Bowl, either Kansas City or New England, however that's going to go, I tell you what, the Rams, I, I could see two good games coming up for the playoffs if this continues like the way how it's going. You're going to have Patriots versus Kansas City again, which is a good game. Yeah, I could see them I could see them coming out late in the, um, late in the uh, playoffs. Yeah. And you're going to have the Saints versus the Rams. However you put it, right now those two teams – they're going to light shit up come playoff time. <laughs> I'm telling you. If they see each other. So I really can't wait to see what's going to happen from there. I mean, like, outside minute, of those Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop right there. Stop right there. Huh? The Rams do play the Chiefs. They do? The Rams play the Chiefs week 11. Oh, my God. That's going to be a great game. <laughs> is, is that a Sunday night game? Yeah, that is a Sunday night game. Oh, oh my I mean, God. I mean, I mean, let's think about it. Even if it wasn't a Sunday night game, they'll flex that one. They're going to flex that. They will, they will flex it to night. be a Sunday night game. Also, the Rams play the Saints as well. The, Ram, the, Ram, the Rams play the Saints in November 4th. Oh, shit. November they, matter of fact, they're, they're, playing, they're playing in New Orleans for that one, and the Chiefs have to go to L.A. for that one. Hey, yo, Turkey Month, y'all, get ready. You're going to have good football and good food on deck for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those are going to be two really good games. That's going to tell you everything you need to know, like who's going to be wearing the playoffs because um, the Saints could easily beat the Rams just because the Rams are playing in New Orleans. And that's, yeah. a, tough, that's a tough place to play. And, um, you know, but it could go all the other way around because, you know, the Rams are a pretty good team. Also, you know, that Chiefs and Rams, I, I find that game to be more compelling. I find yes. that game to be more, you know, I think that would be more entertaining than the Saints game because even though the Saints have a high-powered offense, they don't necessarily have the best defense in the world. And Which is why you got this Patrick Peterson stuff coming up right now. But I, then again, they Patrick, went up there and they trade for Eli Apple. Yeah, so. yeah. They, I mean, they don't even have a first-round pick, so they, they yeah. won't be able to get Patrick Peterson. But what I'm saying is, if the Rams get up on the, uh, if they get up on the uh, the Saints early or any time in that game, it's not going to be really, it's not going to be really entertaining to like probably mid to late fourth quarter, because you know Drew Brees is going to do what he do. But um, yeah. at the end of the, but also on the flip side of that, the Rams defense is actually pretty good. So the Saints Ooh. need to keep this close. So I don't know. 
don't know about that. I feel like Rams' defense for me is kind of average in a way because let's be honest, they could have lost against a few teams earlier in the year, but they just happened to pull it out due to offense. That's I mean, just you got to think about who they played. They played the Chargers and the Vikings, and they played the Seahawks. At 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 they played the Seahawks at uh, Seattle. They played the Broncos. I'm actually surprised the Broncos kept it as close as they did. But, and on the flip side of that, the Broncos had a pretty decent running game, too. They had a power running game. But the only reason why I say that, if they can get pressure on Drew Brees, I mean, which, you know, even if you do, I mean, it's it's Drew Brees. It's not, you know, he's still going to make plays. But I'm looking at this game to be possibly something like how it was when the Saints played, uh, when the Saints played the Buccaneers in the beginning of the season. Where the Buccaneers just ran, ran um, the the they ran the score up on the Saints. I yep. could, I could see where it could be a situation like that. And if it's like that, I mean, it's just not going to be entertaining until like the mid to late fourth quarter because Drew Brees going to do what he do, just try to get get the team back in the game. But um, that Chiefs and Rams game, that's going to be the game that's like it's balanced on both sides. Go, I think from beginning to end, that game is going to be just entertaining all the way out. Yeah, two, two good That's teams. a future Super Bowl game, bro. right? Two good teams, two good quarterbacks, two good, two two good teams with running games. You know, I think the Chiefs' defense is somewhat suspect, but I don't think their defense is bad as the Saints. So I Agreed. mean, so I think it's going to be. I think that's going to be the better game overall. Um, so I think right now to come up early, I think those two teams are still the. Best looking teams right now, as far as Kansas City and the Rams, um, I don't I don't see any other team that actually like jumps out at me right now. Um, New England is always doing what they do. Um, like I said, New Orleans is winning games. Uh, Washington is actually surprisingly looking good as well. But um, you know, that's... Uh, you say that I feel like to be honest, just me personally, like on the NFC rival kind of things, they're looking good, but. It feels like they're. It feels like with them, they're a bit inconsistent, and I'm sure DJ himself would even agree on this case. I mean, there'd be one game where where, where they look where they look like okay, they look like they look very good, and then there'll be another game where they'll just they'll just you know they'll barely be able to you know win the game, or they'll just actually end up losing the game. I, I can so, believe it. I can believe it. As a, as an entire team, the the team itself, I can totally agree with that because. I mean, hell, DJ himself got mad at the play calling. <laughs> I mean, against Dallas, and they came out and won the game. So it was like that kind of says enough. I mean, if you also think about that, it's not like the the Redskins won that game because they won the game. I mean, they basically won that game because the field goal kicker missed the field goal. So yeah. it's, it's not like you know the Redskins, you know, and then they beat the Panthers as well. But when you look at their losses, these same are, thing with the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you look at these losses. These are some bad losses. I mean, they got blown out by the Saints, and they also got blown out by the Colts. The reason the Colts. why, yeah, the reason though they didn't get blown out by the Colts, but they lost to the Colts. And the only reason why I say they're looking good because their defense is actually pretty decent for the past couple games. So if they could keep that up going forward, I don't see where it'd be a big issue with them to continue to have success. Now they're playing the Giants next, which is almost like a gimme. I'm not really worried about that game. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to break a few, you know, uh, break a few runs. He's going to look good, but I don't think they're going to beat the the Redskins. And they play the Falcons after that, which is um that game is going to be another one where, you know, it's just going to be on Matt Ryan, like I talked about earlier. 
So, um, yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting if you look at, you know, a couple of, a few teams that are actually looking good right now. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let's flip to some of these, um, you know, some of these things that made headlines earlier uh, yep. as far as trades. I don't really have nothing to say about Eli Apple. I don't have nothing to say about Snacks going to the Lions. Same. Um, it just seems like they're trying to clean house on the back end for um, the Giants, which, like you said earlier, it looks like they could be rebuilding. It's possible. Um, I, I I don't believe they're rebuilding completely until they get re- rid of Eli Manning. Um, once they do that, that's what I know for sure. You can't rebuild when you have a quarterback that old and can't do what he do. So um, it's yet to be seen, but anyone can make a compelling case. Now, let's look at this trade that everybody's talking about with this uh with the uh, Raiders and the Cowboys. And we're going to talk about the Raiders extensively on this one. Mm-hmm. Um first round pick goes to the, the Raiders and Amari Cooper goes to Dallas. Dallas has been needing a one number one receiver, which I still don't understand, you know, for the life of me why they didn't bring back Des Bryant, but I mean, <laughs> we all know, we kind of know why, but I mean, I don't know, whatever. I mean, he, no, can't, he, 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 can't, he can't get no separation. He can't catch the ball. But, I mean, it's like still, I mean, you need a number one, but they gave up a number one draft pick for it for a number one receiver. So uh, this is what we're dealing with. And John Gruden on the back end has, like, what, five first-round picks for the next two years? Yo. So well, it's I... like um, let's talk about the Cowboys first. Um, what do you think about this move? They got desperate. I mean, like, I mean, like, there's no other way to put it. They got desperate. That's they look, VF. You literally just said it. I mean, like, you you, you should have brought back Des Bryant. You should have brought I, 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 back Des Bryant. I can see the there's pros. No, there's nothing else I can really say. I, I can see the pros and cons why you don't bring back Des Bryant because at the time he was not catching the ball. He can't get separation. But at the same time, if you just tweak a few things, I think they would have still been somewhat successful with them. But, but the um, only thing they're really going to get with Amari Cooper is just, you know, probably what, just separation? Because other than that, I'm hearing this from Raiders fans, he can't catch worth of shit either. I think So I it's think, like, you know, you can't sit up there and tell me that all of a sudden you're going to give a first-round pick to the Raiders just to get Amari Cooper, who you think can be very, very good in your system and who can salvage what, what, what you got going on with your wide receiving core when he can't even catch himself. The Raiders tried to give him a chance. I think the problem with Amari Cooper is he's almost a mimic image of Des Bryant, in my opinion. I think he's a better route runner, though. Um, as far as him catching the ball, he needs to get back in good graces because it's not like he can't catch. It just seems like he's not catching. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically with Amari Cooper, um, it just seems like he's just wildly inconsistent. And you and know they got to resign him, too. I don't, I don't he gave know. Gave a first round pick for that dude. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was saying I don't know his contract issue. I don't know if he's gonna be resigned at the end of the year or next year. I don't know, but the way I look at it is like it's an upgrade from what they have. It may be a slight upgrade from Des Bryant because he's younger, but um, I think you can say where it's possibly that they got desperate. I can, I can see that, but on the flip side of that, there's been rumblings of saying that they was gonna try to get a receiver anyway with that first round pick, and there's no good receivers that they see in the first round for Dallas for them to pick in the upcoming draft. So that's what they did that. Now, mind you, he's only 24 years old. He had the case of the drops um, for the past year or so, but he's been a pro bowler twice. 
Um, I think he had one year we had like 1,500 yards or something like that. I, I, I don't know for certain, but um, he can put up numbers. So the thing about it is he needs to put up those numbers, and I'm not even going to say that Amari Cooper is going to be the issue. The main issue is, is Dak Prescott. He has no excuses at this point to be a better quarterback. So with that being said, um, I he didn't have excuses the minute they let go of Des Bryant. Well, he should have had excuses at all to begin with. I mean, he's exactly a, he's a decent quarterback, but let's not you know let's not sit here and act like everything's cool. He he has been he hasn't been the best uh, since his rookie season. I mean, his last game. I mean, I think he did okay. And even then, and even then, and and even, and even then, the rookie season for me personally is not even on him. It's on it's on his running back. Oh, that's true. His running back had a better year than him. His running back should have won rookie of the year. Who that I wanted. I came in debating. Oh, wait a minute. Seen it, Blake Clayter's day. Wait a minute. For me Did personally. He, wait a minute. Who won the rookie of the year that year? Dak. <laughs> Dak won. That's the what I'm about to say. Year. I'm like, that, what? All right, whatever. That that was that was some foolery. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, his last game against Washington, I mean, he did not play bad. 22-35, one touchdown, no interceptions. I think overall he played okay. Matter of fact, uh, let me look at his stats, his overall stats for this year. Uh, I think, let's see. No, his stats aren't the best. I don't I don't like him. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like his stats. It's 128-206. He's only, per, he's only completing 62% of his passes. Um, he's averaging 200 yards a game, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. That's hey, mediocre at best as far as with the, with the quarterback driven league right now. But, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, hey, I don't, look, I don't see look, that. That's why I'm like, look, you gave your first round pick to Mark Cooper, who you think can save your offense. You can't, I mean, like your quarterback can't even give him the ball. Like uh, how your quarterback couldn't get Des Bryant the ball. All right. They're saying right now that Amari Cooper is hurt right now. Oh, uh, so he has an injured neck right now, so no telling Ooh. when he's going to be coming back. Um, All I know is everybody in the NFC is just sitting back laughing. And this is another thing. <laughs> he, I mean, he's somewhat inconsistent. I mean, you look at these games that he's played. Um, he had he had 10 catches for 116 versus Denver. And the next game he had two for 17. Then after that he has, you know, against Cleveland, he has eight for 128. And then when he played against the L.A. Chargers, he had one for ten. So it's like it's not like he can't produce. It's just he's like really inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I mean right now he's got twenty two catches for two eighty, one touchdown. Um, I don't know how bad his injury is, but um, I I think I think he's gonna be all right. I mean, I don't think Amari Cooper is a bad a bad player. I think he's gonna be in a pretty good situation to where um. I think him and Dak has plenty of time to get on the same page, and hopefully Dallas could be uh, a pretty uh, decent team so you guys can actually have something to talk about because right about now it's somewhat of a one-sided rivalry between you and y'all and the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Literally. I mean, like, shit, man. Like, we didn't have much to talk about with them the minute we just – I mean, like, I'll let David Akers say what he had to say. When it went to that draft, I mean, and then seeing who we picked up. That was funny, though. That was funny. I mean, like, enough was said on that. No, I mean, that's And then good. you got this with I mean, the trade? I mean, that's good stuff. That's good stuff that, that would happen in that draft when when, yeah, when he came out there and said what he said. That was funny. I mean, but, shit. If anything, that was karma. 
I mean, they got set up there and um in in the draft in Philly, and then you had uh Drew Pearson say what he had to say to us, and we had to take that and, fa- and um like we we had to take it. No, well, look what I happened mean, the next but, year. But I mean, you gotta think about it though. I mean, that's what happens when you have a good rivalry. I mean, when you want to have moments like that where you can go back and forth and talk trash, I mean, the team has to be somewhat good. I mean, like look at look at the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, we talk trash back and forth forever. I mean, it just don't stop. Now, the Saints always want to throw that up in our face that yo, know, they won the Super Bowl, we lost our Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, when those two teams get on the field, it's good football, it's good trash talk, it's good rivalry, and I love it the fact that the Saints are actually pretty good and the Falcons are good as well because it's always going to be a good matchup. I mean, that's what you want in a rivalry. I mean, you just look at the just look at the Seattle Seahawks, for instance. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Just I mean, look at the Ravens and the um, Steelers, for instance. I mean, yeah. they always have a good game. I mean, both teams are always fairly good. It's always a good matchup. You know, you always want that. So, I mean, it, it's good to have. You always want the your rivalry team to be the best because after that, if you don't have that, I mean, there's no, you can't talk shit. And if you can't talk shit, it's not as fun. It's not as sweet as it is when you do get that victory. So, um. I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. I mean, but, I mean, we're seeing this clear as day right now. I mean, you just mentioned a great rivalry. How about one that's basically a shitty rivalry at this point? I mean, Eagles and Giants couldn't go any more worse than that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you saw the all-time record for this. Literally, the Giants have not beat us, like, really, really been beat us like that since, like, I don't know, what, 2009, 2008? Yeah, I mean, other than it, that, they've been taking nothing but L's. Like, goddamn. Yeah, I mean, it, it it sucks after a while. I mean, I'm not saying root for your rival, but you want your rival to be the best because when you because when you beat them, it, it just feels much better. Like, yo, you bought your A game and you still got your ass handed to you. It's exactly. always it's, it's always good when it's like that, you know. Yeah. So it it it's always a good time. But um, speaking of yeah, the rest, def- speaking of the flip side of this trade, since we kind of got off the rails, look at um the. Oh, I can't. Oh, the Oakland Raiders. I keep saying that. I keep pausing when I say their name. The mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders. Look at them right now. I mean, John Gruden. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm starting to think that this dude might be onto something. Yeah, you look, you scared of Raiders. <laughs> say what? Raiders. I was, I was just saying, like, you're low-key scared of the Raiders. You're scared to pronounce their name? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is because I keep I – mean, what it is, I keep trying to go back and not call them the L.A. Raiders, and I keep trying not to call them the Oakland Raiders. Then I'm trying not to call them the Las Vegas Raiders. Which you're about to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when I when I think about their name, it's like I don't know which one to say because I'm trying to think ahead. Yeah, but, just call them the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, just the Raiders. Um, yeah. The Raiders, um, I look like they're basically um, – they look like they're looking towards the future. I think uh, with all these draft picks that coming that they have now, they're getting rid of rid of a lot of players from back that what they had before John Gruden got there. Um, I honestly think that John Gruden is onto this uh, thing that he's trying to change the identity of the Raiders for when they go to Las Vegas. They're just going to have like a new identity, and I would not be surprised if Derek Carr would be the next one on the chopping block to go. And um, they move him out as well. Uh, what are your thoughts about John Gruden basically gutting his team? I mean, the way how John Gruden sees it is not his players. I mean, and here's another thing in how I see it is okay, you're, I mean, you're, you're not a guy that I picked up. You're not a guy that I wanted, but at the same time, you probably fit my scheme. So all you got to do is just stick with the scheme, get down with it. If not, your ass is gone. 
I mean, we see that with Khalil Mack. We see that with we might see that with Derek Carr pretty soon. We see it with Amari Cooper. He just saw Amari Cooper. That's what I'm saying. We saw it with OB. Um, what is it? Melifonwu. He's gone. Yep, he's gone too. He's supposed to be a good prospect. He's gone. Carl Joseph. He might be gone. You know, the way how he's um, Gruden is trying to build that team right now. I mean, that one year that the Raiders have, it might be a fluke at this point. Because it's like you know, well, is it is it really since a, then is, since is it, that one it, good year? I'm about to ask, is it really a fluke or is just that he's just gutting the team because that there's just not his players? I I, I think be. they had every I think they had everything in place, but when the new coach come in, a new coach tends to do stuff like this where they just move players that he doesn't is not fitting his mold. They just move them out. I mean, that could be the case. Because I mean. I mean I, I mean, me, I, I think it's a dumb move. I, I, I think Amari Cooper, okay. I can kind of see where you're going at because, you know, he's a little inconsistent or whatever. Derek Carr, I can see that as well because he hasn't been the same since his injury. But when you get rid of somebody like Khalil Mack and you try to blame it on money or whatever, something isn't right. That that, was just, that, that right there, I, I get it. Like I said, he might be exactly. something. He might be trying to build something for when he goes to Las Vegas. But from what I'm looking at, it's like, that's a one that's a lifetime player. I can see where people are like, no, you don't do that. Yeah, but I can also see it like this. I can see it's another way as this. Okay, if you pay Khalil Mack this kind of money, who else can you pay to bring into your team so you can try to compete? That's where, like, okay, I actually see this both ways. Yeah, that's way. what I mean. Because the Raiders I, might not have enough cat space to give to other players yeah, see, because of Kalomax's contract. I agree. See, that's what I was saying once Amari Cooper was moved. Once he got moved, and I started to think, I was like, well, what is he actually trying to do? He might be on to something. So, for me, I was like, I sat back and looked at it, and I thought about it, that uh, Las Vegas is in the picture. They're going to be moving to Las Vegas. They might want to change the entire identity. And all these players who was brought up in the last few years or so, he might just move them out, stockpile his draft pick so he can get a new face of the franchise, get a new identity, or whatever. And it kind of explains why he has a 10-year contract. It may may make sense. Now, will it be successful? I don't know because – he, you know, Coach Gruden's always had this stigma about him that he'll make a, a decent team okay. But the flip side of that is that Super Bowl you won, it wasn't, it, it was with Tony Dungy's players. So it's not like he's a, a technically he's the Super Bowl winning coach. But we already know what time it was when he brought that team to the Super Bowl. We yeah. knew what play, yeah, we knew who players were. Those, that was the Tony, Tony Dungy guys. You know, those were um oh what's his uh what's his name that's the coach for the Steelers? Um, right now? Yeah, the coach of the Steelers right now. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike that was a Mike Tomlin boy, cause Mike Tomlin was on that staff. I think he was on that staff. I think he was. I'm pretty talking sure. About Bill Cowler? No, Bill Cowler was the coach of the Steelers. I'm talking about Mike Tomlin was one the he was one of um Tony Dungy's understudies. I think he was oh, on okay. that staff. Oh. I think he was Damn, on that I staff. Yeah, I think it was on that staff that yeah, I could be wrong. I mean, I know people probably, um, you know, people probably look at me and be like, uh, "You're wrong," but I think he was. But um, yeah, so I was like, you know, Tom, you know, you know, I mean, Gruden, whatever. I, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. It is what it is. Um, 
we'll see in a couple of years because it looks like that's clearly the, the yeah. direction that they're going. They're going, yeah. you know. Like, and with okay. this upcoming draft, and with this upcoming draft, he got the picks to get it. And tell you what, this upcoming draft, from what I've known so far, it's like it's kind of defense heavy. From what I've known, I mean, you got Ed Oliver, who's basically one of the main guys to talk about from that draft. And of course, you got some running backs. Who knows? Who knows if Oakland might be going at the running back? You got some solid running backs like Benny Snow. They um, may need to go after one because uh, honestly, the Eagles need to go after his ass because yeah, it's cause, clear uh, we miss fucking Legarrett Blunt. And Marshawn Lynch is getting, you know, he's banged up a little bit, but he's not getting younger. Yeah, he's not. And on top of that, he's, I mean, like, he's not going to be there anyway the minute they move to Las Vegas. So, I mean, very soon they got to get ready to cut ties on him. All right, right. All right, so let's flip off off of the NFL. Let's talk about some uh, NCAA. Let's look. Let's talk about some yep. college football. You know, I've been, been putting college football on the back burner for a while. And, um, well, we're, we're going to get into it. We had some upsets that happened. Um, let's talk about this first one, man. Ohio State. <sighs> Ohio State. Ohio State loses to Purdue, and they didn't just, ladies and gentlemen, they didn't just, yeah, Purdue, ladies and gentlemen, Purdue, (laughs) and it wasn't just a loss. I mean, yo, they got basically out coached that game. They got waxed. Bro, yeah. I'm pissed I missed that game. All these man, highlights of it in the end part of the game. I'm man, like, I watched, I watched every bit of that game, and I was just sitting there just looking like these kids from Purdue, they started to believe that they could play with Ohio State. And once that happened, it was on. Those guys was running through tackles. They were getting open. The run game was working as far as um the blocking. Um, what was it? The the quarterback for Purdue, he had some confidence. I mean, these guys came through, and they honestly felt that they could play against these guys. And it was a beautiful thing to see. I watched every bit of it. Bro, how's Purdue? Purdue better be – they better be in the in – the, they better be ranked after that game. I, they they be, deserve they to may, be ranked to be honest, after that game. They may not be ranked because they already lost three games. So, they may – I don't think – matter of fact, they're not. They're not ranked. Um, That's a damn shame. I mean, I get it. I mean, you, I get you, started, it. Yeah, you, started, yeah, you started off 0-3. You, you won your last four. You know, that's impressive. But, um, I mean, you already lost three games. It's very hard to be ranked when you have other teams that are um that are above you with less losses. But I'm just looking at this game in general. I mean, you had their quarterback, Blow. Blow is 25-43. You threw for 378, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The running back, Knox, he ran for 16 16 rushes for 128, eight yards of carry, three touchdowns. You also had their receiver, um, Moore. Moore had 12 receptions for 170 and what it was, two touchdowns. I mean, these guys played lights out against um, Ohio State. I mean, they, they basically tried to do everything they could to continue to keep their foot on Ohio State's neck, and they did a damn good job. Yep. I mean, you Took had the juggler they, out. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ohio State. Their quarterback threw 73 times in that game. Bruh. That is, uh, that is extremely high for any game. And people see, see, now – I get it's a passing league. And no, no, the NFL is a passing league. You don't do this in college. That's way too much. But this, but on, but on a certain extent, I still get it, even on a college aspect. But at the same time, this is what happens when you don't have a balanced running, we don't have a balanced offense. But the, this is what I'm saying. They had to throw the ball. I mean, you look at their running game. The Weber had nine for forty-five. Dobbins had eleven for twenty-four. The Haskins had five of five for seven. 
Yeah, I mean, they weren't running the ball. I mean, there's nothing they could do about that. So, I mean, with that being said, it was just, okay, we're going to do what we do, and you guys got to catch up. And when they decided, and when they figured out that Ohio State could not catch up, Purdue just kept putting it on them. I mean, it, it was a great game. I watched the entire game. It was a, a damn good game, especially in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, I mean, the floodgates just came out. And, I mean, Purdue scored 28. Yeah, they scored 28 in the, in, in the fourth quarter. You know, it's nothing Ohio State could have done. And Ohio State drops down to number 11th in the country now. I mean, it was. I don't even know if they even deserve that, to be quite honest with you. But then again, they did They did win seven straight, but it was like. Oh my God! I mean, the After way that I mean, ass whooping they put on you, I agree. The way you I sure? Look, <laughs> like, I think I think that Ohio State should be in the twenties, at least. At least in the twenties. Now, if they played if Purdue played Ohio State at Ohio State, they should have been knocked all the way out. All the way. All the way. So I mean, you have that. Um, what other games we had that was we up? Got, I know, we we got um, what's this? We got Washington State beating Oregon. Yeah, Washington State being Oregon. Washington State has always been like this up and down team that um we don't know what who they're gonna what's gonna happen with them or who they're gonna get. The past few seasons they've just been so weird is about what they're gonna do. But the fact that they won, they beat Oregon in what and twenty to thirty four. Washington State moves up the fourteenth in the rankings, and that that is a really big jump. That that's a real big jump. They um, got a lot of pressure on them right along with Kentucky, man. A yeah, lot of pressure. I, I Kentucky, agree. UCF, Washington State, those are three teams that you normally don't see be this good. They have a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, and I mean, and Washington State plays Stanford at Stanford um, this Saturday. So that's going to be a really tough game for Washington. Ooh. I mean, they play Oregon, but they were at home. This time they have to go to Stanford. And uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that goes because um, – I don't watch Washington State that much, but every time I, I I look up and see they're doing something that's out of the norm that actually has me like, whoa, okay, Washington State did this, Washington State did that. So um, I'm going to be actually watching that from a distance. I'm going to see how they do against them because the Pac-12 could be pretty much turned on their heads if I um, agree. they continue to have their success. Now, um, a team that's not too far from you is Temple and because um, you're, you're, you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Temple beat um what was Cincinnati? Yep. They Let beat them. That was, record. Yeah, no, I, it doesn't matter. I mean Cincinnati was ranked and that was a pretty good upset. Temple's five and three, so they yeah, might actually get some three. consideration. Yeah, Cincinnati was um like I said, Cincinnati won uh against number twenty twentieth ranked uh Cincinnati, which was another uh pretty good win. They're five and three right now. Um I wonder what they look like in their um what do you look like in the conference? Uh, they're second in the conference, so on the east side of the conference. So if they keep it up, um, they can make some noise, but they got a tough game in front of them because um, they got to play UCF next at UCF. Temple? Yeah, Temple has to play UCF. At, you know, oh, that's going to be a good game. Oh, that's going to be a good game. If, yeah, Temple, if, Tem- if Temple played like they did against Cincinnati, that would definitely be a good game. It'll be a good game, but UCF is absolutely no slouch. Absolutely. Oh, no oh yeah, considering you're number 10 in the country. Right. They're, and I mean, any undefeated? Yeah, they're, they're pretty Ooh. good. They're pretty Ooh. good. So, um, Another team that I want to talk about before we finish out in college, I mean, you look at Michigan. Michigan is starting to get some legs up under them. And um, ever since that first loss – 
they had against Notre Dame. I think it was the first loss of the season. They lost against Notre Dame 24-17. to They've just been playing very good football. Um, the defense mm-hmm. is playing pretty good. Um, they're, 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 they haven't been allowing many points. And um, they just beat Michigan State. But they do play Penn State next. And that's going to be a pretty good game. Um, right now, Michigan is in number five in the country. They break the top five. And it's going to be really interesting to see if Jim, you know, Jim Harbaugh could continue to push this team to uh, to the heights that they thought that Michigan should have been a long time ago ever since he walked into the door. Um, what are your thoughts about Michigan? Do you have any or um, you want to just uh, say, well, uh, keep it simple? No, not really, except not really. I mean, how they've been playing, all I can really say about them is that they're just playing some really, really good ball. I mean, you knew that it was going to come eventually the minute Harbaugh stepped in, that they was going to be playing some solid ball. It was just a matter of when. I, yeah, exactly. I think Michigan was playing pretty good ball this entire time, honestly. I just think the problem with uh, Michigan, they just couldn't win those big games. Now, they got a few big games coming up. They got to play Penn State. They still have to play Ohio State, which right now, Ohio that Ohio State game looks very winnable right now. I'm going to let you, you know right now that you said that Penn State was kind of a big one. I don't know about that because Penn State be barely beating some of these teams. It's like, why are you ranked? Well, that, like, is, seriously. that is true. That is true because they, they barely beat Indiana. And on top of that, um, Penn State has to come to Michigan. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Trace McSorley better be ready to put his big boy pants on. Yeah, they gotta come game. to Michigan because playing in Michigan is, is is pretty intimidating. So that's gonna be um, that's gonna be good. That, that's that game is gonna be played on November third. And so it intimidates gonna... me, and I'm looking through my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, so, so that's gonna be a pretty big game. So uh, but first, you know, in, but listen, Penn State has another obstacle in front of them before they even get to Michigan. Oh. Penn State, Penn State has to play Iowa next oh, week. Oh shit! <laughs> and and, and oh, Iowa is playing pretty good, you know. So um, yeah, even though they're playing at Penn State, Iowa's six and one, and uh, they're number eighteenth in the country. Penn State's number seventeen, but still, that's gonna be another pretty decent game. You can kill them if you want. Look, Iowa, they always play good ball, but they it feels like for me they never know how to finish. Well, not only that, Iowa's the opposite. They play good ball, but they're the ones that are actually surprised and beat you up if you don't watch them. Right. Yeah. So, so that's okay. gonna be another. That's gonna be another good game to watch. So I think all in all, college football is catching up, starting to be really good, um, compelling games coming up. Good bit of upsets. Good, pretty good football. Um, you also have the NFL. Definitely has some good football up on um, there, and um. It's just going to be interesting to see how things are going to go week in and week out. Um, mm-hmm. Basketball season just started. I don't really care for it right now. I'm looking at the Bulls. That's my team. They look pretty decent. Um, baseball, the World Series going on, whatever with that. So yeah, Sixers is eh. Pretty- I don't really care about them all too much. I mean, they're on right now for facing the Bucks, but it's like, really at the end of the day, it's like, why should I really care considering y'all motherfuckers still cannot sit up there and beat the Celtics? I, my my thing I just need to look at is just I think those two sports as far as baseball and basketball don't get me wrong basketball is much more compelling but it's still early in the season so to me there's nothing to talk about in baseball I love baseball but it's just like mm-hmm. every time I look at it I'm like eh, whatever you know what I'm saying I just I'm not yeah you know what I'm saying uh I don't know um uh, at the end of the day um. 
I, I just love this game of football. Football is so awesome. I, I agree. I mean, hell, I, I, I'm not even going to talk about this. I'm going to just make this a, a mini podcast. But my Georgia Southern Eagles right now, 6-1, they're bowl eligible. They play number 25, App State. And if they win that game, man, if they win that game, that's going to be something special. I would love to see my Georgia Southern Eagles be in the conversation of being ranked in the top 25. This team has come so far. Been a big time, you know, one double A FCS powerhouse to come into the FBS and start to make noise. Hey man, I go was, birds. Yeah, go. yeah. That was saying. I mean, this kid, Shaw Works. I mean, I'm not even gonna get into it. I just love the fact that he's finally throwing the ball. This is sophomore year. He didn't throw the ball at all last year, and it, it, it pissed me off because they could have won that game that I went to. I went to the game when they played Georgia State. They could have won that game, but he act like he could not throw the ball. Throughout the offseason, he ha- he's clearly been working on it because he's been throwing the ball very well. And the statement game, if they win App State, that'll make a statement on to the legacy that continues the, 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 the ongoing legacy of traditional football in Statesboro, Georgia. I, I love my team. You know, I went to the school. It's, it, I, I, I mean, you just have to be there. I mean, it just it, it, it breeds football there. So just a little tidbit. If they can win that game, that'd be that'd be fantastic. They're playing in Georgia Southern, um, in Statesboro. Uh, I would love to go to that game, but um, uh, I, the tickets are already sold out before I even got to the bomb, so I won't be able to go. But you'll kudos. probably be crying if they win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, man. Listen, man. When they won the GoDaddy.com Bowl, they won their first bowl game the first year they was. They won their first bowl game when they came into the 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 FBS. I mean that that right there was a big accomplishment. You know, I almost cried that day. But I mean, if they can, you know, pull it off and 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 become ranked, because there's a possibility that they can't they can be ranked after this game. It'll be it'll be something amazing in my in my opinion. I I would love to see that. Um, well, you just might. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, but um. Anyway, let's let's talk about a, a few bit a little bit of video games before we close this out. Um, yep. You said you picked up Black Ops Four. I mean, I haven't talked about it much. I think it's a pretty good game. I um, rented it. Oh yeah, you said you rented it. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts about Black Ops Four? And uh, and, and what what do you think about it? I didn't like it. <laughs> you really didn't? <clears throat> no, I didn't like it. I'm, mean, the, like, I'm the total opposite, man. I I, I, I mean, like I mean, like for me, it just felt like it felt like every time I was playing, it was off. I mean, I made a whole thread about it on Twitter about how I really felt about it, where I felt like every time when I was in a gunfight with someone that I wasn't truly in control of where my bullets would go. Well, I can agree with that. I think the hit detection on that game is, is terrible. But, I, I mean, I don't think it's a – I think it's a good game. I think it's a fun game. But, oh. for, you know, got to think about both of us. I mean, we both had our live stream with Battlefield 4. Um, yeah. If you're coming from Battlefield, I mean, there's a really good chance you're not going to like this game. I hate yeah. it's nowhere else around it, but I, I think it's a fun game. But I'm thinking about it based on um, the past Call of Duties. I think this is the most, this is a more enjoyable Call of Duty compared to the other ones because the other ones, the past like three or four has been trash. So um, that that's what that's the reason why I think I like it because I know it it's, it is what it is, and um, and I think it's okay for a Call of Duty standards as far as a shooter. No, I, I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's a pretty good game as far as compared to the other shooters because like I said, for one the hit detection is crazy. Way too 
too crazy. It's like, bro, what the fuck? There's times where I feel like, yo, I'm hitting you in the head, and instead it really tells me hit him in the shoulder or hit him in the chest. It's like, I don't got time for this bullshit. So the first thing I did was like right at, literally right after I played it, I just uninstalled it on the PS4, went back, and just gave it, gave the shit right back to Redbox. I'm like, here, you can go into heaven. You lucky you took seven dollars from me, because <laughs> I took, because I ran it for like three nights. <laughs> and like I took it back all in one night. I'm like, the fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I never had intentions to buy the game. My nephew, he loves Call of Duty, and I bought it for him. So we basically game share on PS4. And um, you know, I just happened. I'm like, well, since I got it, I might as go ahead and just play it and see what's up. And I ended up finding out I was playing it for a few hours. I was like, yo, this game is actually pretty decent. So, um. I don't think it's a good game by video game. Well, I ain't going to say video game. By first-person shooter standards, I, I still think it's a, a weird Call of Duty type of shooter. But I think it's a good game compared to the other Call of Duties. Oh, know, yeah. it, 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 if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's that. And, well, there's that that we just got finished with Call of Duty. I really do want to talk about, you know, Red Dead Redemption, man. I mean, there's so much hype going around with that game. Honestly, I'm not too surprised considering how many, how much hours the devs put into that game. I'm not surprised at that. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, look, I would ask everybody this: name one game Rockstar made that you consider bad. Exactly. I mean, I mean you can't. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want I mean, to talk about, you go all the way back to the PS2 days. You want to talk about Smuggler's Run. Or you want to talk about uh, the first Midnight Club or something like that. I mean, compared to all of that, I mean, those are good games. But compared to everything else that they have, that's like their lower tier stuff. And it's those are still good games. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like oh, my God. It's like, Jesus Christ. And then you got this with Red Dead Redemption. They're talking about they put in like oh, hundreds of hours a day. And then you saw the gameplay trailers? No, yo, yo, look. That game is going to be on a lot of people's game of the year list, and it hasn't even come out yet. It's about I mean, to come out got, in a few days. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a Rockstar game. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, Rockstar is no slouch when it comes to making games. I mean, you look at GTA Five. It's 2018, and GTA Five is still a top 10 game as far as sales, or like Dude. top 20 game as far as sales. And, you know, and I, I was talking about this before, like, if they ever, that's one game that is so good it can't have crossplay. If that game ever has crossplay between PS4, PC, and the Xbox One, it's a wrap. It's this not even hell a wrap. on earth. It's not even. It's not even a wrap. It's just that Rockstar will not be able to make a GTA Six because everybody will be on GTA Five. Exactly. You can't. Oh, if, it, if anything, I'll be fine with it. Fuck it. I don't mean, don't make a GTA Six still. All the money, man. I mean, the game is that good. I, I'm with you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm right here with you 100%. But I'm just saying, that's just going to show you how well Rockstar has been putting their games out. And the thing about Rockstar, Rockstar, they don't make... I'm going to be honest with you. Rockstar has never been in the, in the business of making high-quality games. I think Red Dead Redemption is probably like the first game that's actually high-quality. Rockstar has always been in the business of making good and fun games. You yes. Look at all, you look at all the stuff that you look at all the Grand Theft Autos. They the, the look of the game's been wonky at best. GTA Four does look good, but it still had that weird looking wonky look. It wasn't like a polished game. You look at I GTA agree. Five. GTA Five has not been like that polished game. 
But it's it's just the things you can do in that game was like amazing. Now when I say polished, you look at a game like a game that just looked gorgeous, like really looked good. That's what I mean by polished. GTA 5 was never like that polished game until it got on PC and it got the 4K, the true 4K assets. I agree because I had the 360 version of the game. Like, yo, it did not look this far. No, that's what I'm saying. And even with the 360 and the PS3, but I had the game for the I had the game for the PS3. The game don't look good, but I'll be damned if the game's not fun as shit. You know what I'm saying? It's so much. I mean, it's so much shit you can do in, in GTA Five or GTA Four or any other uh, other Grand Theft Auto. There's so much stuff you can do in those games. You don't really even care about the graphics. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So it's like we read their Redemption is like that really first game where they're like really putting in that time for the, the the game to look beautiful. I mean, even Red Dead Redemption, the first one looked good for the 360. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But it th- that never was Rockstar focus. Their focus was like, look, we're going to let you get in the sandbox. We're going to let you do whatever. You can get some hookers. You can shoot people. You can run people over with a car. You can take this car. You can fly a plane. You can fly a helicopter. You can swim. You can go underwater. You can parachute. It's so much shit you can do in it. People don't even care about, okay, this game looks so far. No, because there's too much stuff you can do in the game, legit. Right. I mean, like, and like you said, yo. If they, good lord, they good, good lord, they made crossplay. Hell, God I, I knows. Don't, I don't if, think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it. But I'm just saying, if I they wouldn't ever do it made, either. If they made crossplay for GTA Five, I mean, you 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 see the game like Skyrim. Everybody is still on Skyrim. People are asking why you don't make a sequel to Skyrim because everybody is still playing Skyrim. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's that other game on PC? That Counter Strike. Oh. Well, no, Counter Strike. Well, yeah, Cal- yeah, you're right. Cal- Counter Strike. Counter Strike has been around since like the 2000s or the, the early 2000s. You go on Steam right now, people are still playing Counter Strike like it's the best game ever. They have esports for that game. You wonder why they don't make a sequel to that? Why? You still got millions and millions of people still playing the other one. And they could make another one if they wanted to, which I don't care for right now. You got insurgency right now. Hell, I mean, hell man. People still playing fucking Half Life, man. Exactly. Exactly. How I got have like been playing this shit like yo, this shit is crazy. No wonder why they not making a third one. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just like like what can you bring that the second and first one couldn't bring? It's not only that they could probably do so much because these people have ideas and they're very creative. They're not devs for they're devs for a reason. But if you have everybody still playing your game, why even stop? Exactly. You know what I mean? Why why it's... stop why stop supporting it when everybody's still playing it? <laughs> There's no reason to. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Left for Dead. That's another one. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, you got all these mods and shit going on with Left for Dead too. Is like, why make a third at this point? So yeah, you know. I mean, look, I mean, Left for Dead. I got it on. I got it on Steam. I haven't touched it, but every time I look up and I go to the to the store page, you know, you see the little forums and people are still doing great things with that game. Yeah, it, it, it's yo, amazing. It's amazing. Yo, yo, people made yo. I, I got some of the mods where they did the predator and they got alien on it as specific hunters. I'm like, yo, you. There's <laughs> no way I'm not downloading this. It's impossible for me not not downloading this. And then you got all the character skins and stuff like that. Hell, you, I think you can still do eight player co-op. Yeah. On Left 4 Dead, it's like what? It's crazy. So I mean, just <laughs> to show you, like when you make a quality game, people are gonna run. They're gonna gravitate to it. Red Dead Redemption 2 is not going to be any exception to the rule. 
people are going to buy that game. People are going to like, hell, I even bought it. I mean, I got it pre-ordered already. So I'm going to as well. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it's, it's already what's happening. I'm just waiting. To, I'm going to play it on my PS4. Then I'm going to turn around and probably get it on PC because I think it's going to come out on PC as well. It will next year from what I hear. Yeah, I heard it too, so. Yeah, next um, year, you got that. You got that. I mean, hell, all these games is just going to, it's going to be so fucking crazy with this up upcoming in November, December. You got Smash Bros. coming off of the Switch if, if anybody if anybody want it. You got, you hell, you got Cyberpunk, which is supposed to be coming out soon. I can't gonna, wait for that, gonna, and I that, can't wait for Red Dead. Listen, this shit about to be Cyber- lit. Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be a really, really good game. I watched that entire um, in-game um, footage that they had. That game was awesome. That shit is... I, I, I watched the first five minutes of it. I was like, nah, I got to get this. I'm buying it. <laughs> Everybody probably saying this. I saw it. I don't too much care for The Witcher 3, but CD uh, Projekt Red CD Project Red did their thing with this one. I, I, I it's, it's an automatic cop for me. Oh lord, I agree. Yo, the fact that they said this game had no long screens, and when you look, and when you looked at the city, oh my lord, how much hours did you put in? I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. I'm be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm here for. It. I'm ready for it. But I, I think that's going to be the end of the podcast. I think we're going to close it up oh, with yeah. that. Um, anything else you want to add before we I finish? Mean, not much. Just keep, keep on staying tuned to the podcast. I mean. Whether I'm here or not, you already know the main three that's going to be here. Just stay listening to the podcast. That's it. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, people want, know you, want you here for a minute and, um, you know, just timing and all this other stuff oh, that's yeah. going on. But um, absolutely, you know, you can always catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever the case may be. Um, YouTube, you can catch us mm-hmm. on YouTube as well. Um, you can put it in your podcast app where you can uh, subscribe there and you can automatically download to your you know, your own personal podcast app and you can listen to us on the go. You don't have to worry about uh, data usage. Just download and listen to us whenever. And um, that's pretty much it, man. All I ask for you guys to listen, subscribe, and big things are going to come. Mm-hmm. I promise you. We're just going to continue yep. this content. Yep, uncensored. Once again, once again. Yeah, uncensored. Uncensored, no holes barred. We don't get paid. We don't. (laughs) Yep, we're fun. We do. Yeah, so I I really appreciate you coming through one more time, man. And the doors is open anytime you want to come in. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Every every second, every minute, every hour y'all spend with us is every second, every minute, every hour we're grateful for because you could be listening or you could be looking at anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And and before we finish, let everybody know. Uh, yep, you can find you me again. on Twitch, Spectacular Poo uh, twenty four fourteen. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Spec Poo Eagles. Hell, you can even find me on Discord if if y'all want to add me on uh, Discord. One minute, I gotta get rid of this. Okay, there's that. And my Discord user is Poo hashtag nine one eight nine. So if y'all want to add me from there, if y'all, y'all want to communicate from there, we can definitely do that. All right, man. That sounds good. And you know where you can find me at? Uh, you can find me here on Twitter at VFBaller. You can find me here on the YouTube channel. Uh, find me on the First of Frame Rates podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud. All that links so everything will be in the description for me and for Pooh. And uh, we'll just catch you guys next Peace. time. Peace. Peace.